have no Super 6, which, like, I don't know about you, but I missed it this week. Yeah, I actually uh, went to look for it to make sure I hadn't, compl- hadn't completely missed it because I was like, God, we've got a pod to do. I should probably uh, check what the Super 6 was and there was none. <laughs> so. I know that's often what I do. I'm like, so I, I I tend not to catch the Super Six games. I've got them all like scheduled to record, but I tend not to catch them live. And then I go in and I'm like, oh, there isn't any. Oh, there's none. Oh, well, and I thought initially I thought has my my box broken? Is it not working? So I blamed that, and then I googled it like a sensible person. Um, so no Super Six, but uh, I believe there's games this weekend, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I assume they were just having a week off because it was the first weekend of league games. I guess I I couldn't see any other reason for it. I know. I mean, I think that seems like the most logical reason, doesn't it? Um, I mean, it could have just been that Glasgow were back, mm. and they thought, Do you know what? Let's give the club that doesn't have a franchise their 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 <laughs> moment in the sun. It's like, yeah, so but they've put games back on this weekend when their actual pro team is playing. The one yeah, they they have, yeah, they have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, we'll we'll come we'll come to the news and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, so yeah, they they've put the games back on. So yeah, we'll have some super six. But let's talk about first of all. Let's have my uh, the divine leader has given me an agenda, as you know. <laughs> quite often we don't follow these things. But right. Well, will we get the elephant in the room out of the way, Johnny? Will we? Will we do it? I'm, I'm going to. Might as well. I'm going to open a beer just now, just because I think we're going to need it for this. Right. So nine o'clock this morning, just in time for my team meeting this morning. Um, <laughs> Scotland launched their new kit, um, having teased it the other day. Um, with what can only there was a leak, and the training kit was not well received. It's safe to say. And then, uh, today, yes. <laughs> and then today the kit was released, and to say that um, I I <laughs> I've been doing a bit of a running total, and I think we're at about ninety five percent dislike. It's like Donald Trump levels of disapproval. It is pretty bad. I mean, for, yeah. for the, those of you that's not seen it, we've got um, we've got a new title sponsor, as we know, um, Peter Vardy. Uh, has come in and has reportedly paid a significant sum of money to be the title sponsor. Yeah, um, I think they probably wouldn't have gone away from the old one if it wasn't significant because they've still got the old one's name on the stadium. So this is true. This is true. Um, we, we also have some two-tone um, cuffing, which is quite um, quite bold with a, a sort of. Purple and a pink, which is yeah, uh, you know. I mean, let's be honest, right? We are no fashionistas, right? But to to my untrained eye, I'm just gonna say I am not a fan. And anyone who reads my socials will know this. No, I, I'm not as not a fan now as I was this morning. The first time I looked at it this morning, I, I like, I, I was in a lecture this morning. To be fair, but I took one look and I was like, nope. <laughs> at least that's going to save me some money. Um, but I have gone back a couple of times through the day. I still don't like it, but it's not as visceral as it was when I looked at it first this morning. Because <laughs> I looked honestly, and it was early, and I was doing other stuff as well. So I thought maybe I didn't give it a fair chance. But I literally picked my phone up, looked at it, and I was just like, nope. It's it's one of the so. 
we've had a few over the years, haven't we, where you've kind of looked at the strip release and you've went, ah, I'm not sure about that. And particularly, you'll, you know, you'll be the same being a Glasgow fan, Johnny. Like the Glasgow strip releases tend to be a release, and then there's always there's always people who like them and don't like them. That's that's the nature of the beast, particularly in the professional era where we have the big sponsors emblazoned yeah. across them and all that. And that is that is like for some people that is a massive no no. We don't do that, and that's like you'll be the same as me. I love a World Cup top because you've not got that. You've not got yeah. the sponsors and stuff. But it's a necessity, right? It's part. That's of, part it. Of what like, we do. that's one thing that I, I think that, like, for all the the things that people are complaining about and stuff, then there's lots of different complaints about it. In 2021, you cannot complain about having a sponsor on it because there is no team without, and, and that goes for everybody. There's no team without a big sponsor. At least we're not Scarlets, where you've got 27 different companies. And you look <laughs> like that guy that sold his Pixel website. Like it's it's a it's a big and it's a fairly. To be honest, on un- unobtrusive sponsor because it like the white fits quite well with the kit and stuff. Yeah, you have to have a big sponsor. There's no way of getting around it. Yeah, there, there's no there's no green box. I mean, yes, I think that, exactly. That, that that's, is... that's 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 the like that's the line for terrible sponsors. <laughs> is, is it line. in a big ugly green box? <laughs> if not, move on. And you know, <laughs> the the really funny thing about that was obviously we were sponsored by SP Energy last year as well without the big ugly green box, and it was actually okay. It was yeah. a fine sponsor. Um, so, but yeah, it has not been well received. I think that both strips have been universally kind of slammed, and there's been a lot of <laughs> like, I love, I love Twitter on days like this where like everyone is a comedian, um, and it's it's been really really funny. I do, I do feel sorry though, because like obviously these guys pour their heart and soul into the the like the release of these because obviously the merchandising is a huge part of Scottish rugby. It's a huge part of the revenue they generate, and it must be bloody difficult when you are put that out there going, "This is our new strip," and you've got the players. We'll come on to the video in a second because wow, right? But you've got the players out there and you've got the uh, got the, the media team selling it and stuff like that and then everyone's just like yeah but it's a <laughs> bit like it. crap it's a bit crap right <laughs> yeah it's a shame because it can't be an easy job no. and uh, to be honest you're never going to please everybody are you but you I mean you could try and please a couple people well yes and i mean i think like the five percent they have pleased will be happy with it um I was told to find some positives with it. So I know I'm not meant to say that because, like, Cammy <laughs> is going to get letters now. And I'm sorry, Cam. I don't mean it. Well, I'm not really sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, I mean, at least they've went with blue and white. That's, that's a positive. Yeah. The, it, there's not an orange one. It, you know what that is exactly what I was thinking. Like, if, if if we can, if we can, like, have a line under the the orange one, um, which for for obvious reasons, like, there's obviously other connotations with regards to that. But let's, you know, if we all remember that strip, it was, it was pretty dire, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it wasn't so, great. I think, the, I think um... we need to stay blue and white. Yeah, and the, to be honest, the white one has grown on me today a lot more than the blue one has. I like the piping, the, the navy blue piping that's on the white one. I quite like. I can't get away from the collar. That's my main problem. Yeah, well, that that's another complaint. 
And it is really interesting seeing the rugby fraternity. And it's interesting because, so full disclosure, what I said to Johnny tonight and anyone else who's joining us tonight is pick your favourite Scotland top that you own. And I've picked this one. And I've, I said to the guys, be ready to explain that top. And it's interesting. We've both picked one with colours. Yep. Um, which I don't know if that's a throwback to like, you know, you, well, you, you know, you play, you play just now and I, I kind of kid on, I play just now, but like, it's good having a core. It's nice. I think, I think yeah. it gives, cause actually I, I'll be full disclosure. I have worn this top underneath a jumper for an interview for a job. I don't think I've gone that far with this one. I'm, you, I'm going to check my very quickly because actually I don't think that, that my current kit has a collar and I can't even remember. What, your your club kit? Yeah. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. It's got like a wee sort of wee collar, but it's not got a foldy over collar like this one. Right, okay. Now, I'm going to bring, right, before we let, we'll talk about our kits that we've picked and the reasoning behind them and stuff in a sec, but I'm going to bring in, we've got a couple of comments, uh, welcome uh, so, I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give to, uh, Thomas a big shout out actually, welcome big man uh, Thomas is a former teammate of mine back in Butte um, he he was the original prop winger um, he is uh, he's a big lumpy boy, but he likes to he likes to hang out the wing and try and do some do some uh, devastating work out there. So we uh, we call that a Craig Manson where I come from. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, maybe Craig will join us soon, and uh, Thomas and Craig will get on like a house and fire. <laughs> Good to see you, Big Philby. Good to see you, mate. Uh, and we also have this one from Sam. Uh, it's a dark blue jersey, uh, dark blue with a thistle on. Job done. Everything else is bored. People whining. I think right. I think that is not really fair because yes. It is a dark blue jersey with a thistle on. However, it doesn't have Scotland under it. Oh, I'm the wrong side. It doesn't have Scotland under it. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. That is weird, especially because the training kit did, didn't it? Yeah. When it came yeah, out the yeah. other day. It's a bit odd. And actually, to be honest, like, I don't entirely disagree with what Sam's saying because I, whenever people complain about the price and stuff, I always, like, my go-to opinion is no one's making you buy it. If you that, don't like well, it, don't buy it. That's if you think it's too true. expensive, don't buy it. I, I have, but also that. they do want to sell them, and when everybody says I don't like it, then then it's a bit of a problem. Yeah, you've got you've got a wee bit of an issue, is it? I I think it's always really indicative actually when you go to an international game and there's more people wearing the pro club to- tops. Like I I I've went to Scotland games with Glasgow top on, and like people people like some people ask questions like, oh, what are you wearing that for? But and they actually sound like that as well, but you know, <laughs> for for the most part, like, I think I think there's enough tops out there now that you'll always find one you want to wear in an international game. But ultimately, I think uh, this one will not go down in history. Like, I think, yeah. Like, so, well, come on, come on to our tops just now. So, you, what what top have you picked, Johnny? I have got the 2016 home top, and it was a toss up between that and the home version of the current kit. Yeah, um, you've obviously got the away one on. Yep. Um, and I've just always liked this one. I like the white shoulder bits. Yep. I like the wee tartan bit that's on the back. I like the collar. It's fairly straightforward. It's not too fussy. I've always been quite a big fan of it. So for for me, that is like so. I I like so when I associate a Scotland kit, and I I done it on Twitter earlier on. When I see a Scotland kit, I, I generally associate it with one player. 
And for me, that 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 kit is the John Hardy kit. Yes. Um, and and I'm I'm down with that. I'm happy with that. Um, that yeah, it's a it's a cracking kit. It's a classic. There's I love the white collar. I think that's really yeah. Out. Um, it's just a very straightforward kit. And it is one of those ones. I remember when it was released. I remember the release for it and being like, eh, "That's a that's a good kit. Does the job." So, no, good good choice. I have went for this year's away top actually, which um, I, I was saying to Johnny before the pod. There was it was a bit of a toss up between this year's away kit. I had the last year's. What is it? Last year's or the year before last's away kit? Base uh, what what I would call the Jamie Rush, Jamie Ritchie getting punched in the face kit. Yeah, the sky blue one. Yep. So we had that, or we had the Alex Dunbar kit, which is the the piped um, stripy one with the BT Sport on the on the shoulder breast. All classic kits. This one for me stands out. This is the Duhan Van der Merwe kit for me. Yep. Um, I and, see that. And do you know, I love. I just love. I love the the blue and gold like. That that to me, if you were to go all the way back to classic kits, I think the blue and gold um, yeah. kit in the World Cup was one of my yeah favorites. the twenty eleven one yeah that's yeah, a really yeah. nice one yeah yeah such a nice kit so I love the kind of blue and gold piping um, the I mean the sponsor's pretty intrusive but you know it's fine what's what's a navy blue it's a very very basic kit and it does the job the only thing it doesn't do is combat red wine very well yeah. Do you know I've um I've got a teammate who's when those kits came out last year, uh, his problem was it's got too much gold on it for a team that doesn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's hard to argue with that, I suppose. I I saw someone on Twitter earlier on, so I was I was quite so there was a a lot of questions about the sponsor and stuff like that, and it, someone said um it was something like given the given the excitement and then inevitable disappointment. It's I, it's it's actually proper that we're sponsored by a used car salesman. <laughs> Which I, thought we, we, I like that a lot. It was brutal, but yeah, it's fairly accurate. So, um, yeah, I think I think the new kits are they're not going to go down in history. Um, I think the video. Let's talk about the video. <laughs> Do you know? Actually, speaking of whether they're not going to go down in history, I think a part of the problem is. We've just gone through a 2016 kit, a 2020 kit. We've talked about a 2011 kit. We've been spoiled recently with really nice kits. And I think that this is not a great one, but it's because the competition recently has been really stiff. There's been a lot of really nice ones. Yeah, I mean, if you were to think about it as well, if you were to go into the cupboard just now, like I have a cupboard of rugby tops just over there just for for where it's worth. If you were to go in there and you were to pick a Scotland kit, I think you could pick one from any given year that you would appreciate. Yeah, and that's it. There's always something nice. Like, as much as I don't like these kits, the yeah. hoodie's really nice. Oh, yes. Well, yes. And, like, hoodies hoodies get away with murder. Hoodies can be hoodies can be honking, but it's a hoodie. So it's <laughs> got to be it's gonna be good, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. So the, the release today was accompanied by a promo video as per what the youth of today do on the old socials. Um, it was it was different. Um, we had um, <laughs> so, some strange choices. Some, some, I thought. Some, 
so bold. I mean, like usually we play this game where like before before an international or before a club game, you'll you'll look at who's been put in front of the pe- press and you'll say, oh yeah, they're definitely playing this week because they're in front of the press. We had James Lang, who I think everyone like I think basically the SRU were reminding us that he'd signed for Edinburgh. Yeah. Maybe that's why Donkey's in it. Uh, do you know, I don't think anyone needs reminding Donkey's signed. Yeah. I, I think it's more just like he was the only fly half we have available. I wonder like, if it's a COVID thing. Because um, oh, actually Adam Hastings and Finn Russell are both, well, Hastings is down in England and Finn's obviously over, overseas. Well, the, the, so maybe the, they're just not available. They're, they're not contracted by the SRU, so they would never be part yeah, of yeah. Same with Stuart Hogg. So it's it's that idea of uh, you know like they were using who they had available. It just so happens that our fourth choice fly half plays for Glasgow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fourth choice is it's, yeah. That's that's Jacko being overlooked again now for the kit launch. Oh, well. I mean, uh, well, exactly. Yeah, and I see <laughs> he is he's starting ten for Edinburgh this weekend. So uh, yeah, poor Jacko, he gets gets a rough rough gig. Um, yeah, I think I think probably we've come to a point where I think Townsend would play Hog at ten above Jacko. So <laughs> well, he did. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we yeah. So basically, we're saying our our fly halves are now Russell, Hastings, Hog, Weir, probably Ro- probably Ross Thompson. To be honest, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I never thought about him. Because if you yeah. think about think about the summer squads, was Jacko yeah. in it? Think so. I can't remember. I can't remember. I in my head, like I always get mixed up because I know he went on holiday for like his wedding. Oh yeah, he went to get married. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was this year. I think it was another year. But in my head, again, he was on holiday. He seems like he's that guy in your workplace that has all the holidays and just always be on holiday. Was it? Was it not? I think it was 2020 because I think he came back just in time for the Autumn Internationals uh, for the yeah, Georgia I, game. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, yeah, Duncan Weir um, did not look, <laughs> he didn't look happy, did he? He did not look <laughs> no. I don't and think he, any of them looked especially happy. No. Uh, my, Even my, always my, happy George Horn didn't look too happy. He did, no, he looked, he was going for blue steel, but he just looked very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was particularly impressed with um, Jamie Ritchie, though, and yeah. we, had a, we had a comment just before, like literally, this the uh, Magnus Magnus Peacock. Um, I mean, great show, right? I mean, this is <laughs> way before we were even live. Uh, the more times I watch the kit reveal video, the more I love Jamie Ritchie, and he was already my favourite player. Only thing I've got to say, Jamie Ritchie, you need a haircut, son. You do. You need to. T- you need to tidy that up because it's it's a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, it's getting out of hand now, isn't it? And I mean, I get that all the best flankers have ridiculous hair, Tom Gordon, but like <laughs> you, you know, you need to you need to sort that out, Jamie. Like, just get like me and Johnny have got a good look going here. Yeah, exactly. Just get yourself. Get just yourself get it off. Nah, get it off, mate. It's fine. Look, see if you're balding up top. Just get it off, mate. Get it off. We understand you've got hundreds of kids. You're probably stressed. <laughs> Just get it off. Um, so, yeah, but Jamie Ritchie was telling the fans he's looking forward to seeing them all in that. He might be disappointed. Um, <laughs> looking forward home. to seeing you both on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Mans is not here. We can say what we want about them. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, are we, uh, yeah, basically, we we don't like the Scotland kit. It's blue, so that's a positive. And sorry, Jeremy, if you're listening, but I just don't like it, and I'm going to continue to tweet about it. And I've had a lot of traction today in my tweets because of that. <laughs> It's been very busy. So, um, right, moving on. Um, so we had we had a we had a preseason fixture at the weekend, which we'll come to. But this weekend coming, we have the and I, I guess it's brilliant that Craig isn't here. We have <laughs> the opening ceremony, the christening, the delivery of the gazebo, um, Edinburgh Rugby Stadium, as it shall be known. <laughs> Um, Edinburgh are making their first appearance at the aforementioned tent, um, which um, against Newcastle Falcons. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, they've, they've got a synthetic pitch there, which could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Blair might actually get them playing some rug- running rugby. <laughs> Magnus Bradbury says they're going to. Oh, he says oh. they're they're all on the same page, and they're going to play a bit more rugby than they did last year. I mean, that's like saying... Which isn't difficult. No, I mean, yeah, that's like saying I'm I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more. That's what you say to your manager when you're doing the absolute bare minimum and you're just like, I'm just doing enough to not get fired. <laughs> it's like, do you know, I love that we've like welcomed in a new Patreon this week. The two of us have been left on our own and we're just openly laughing at Edward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing anybody any favour. No, we're not, no. Um... <laughs> You know, right? So no, I, like, right? Park all the laughing aside, right? It is a gazebo, but that's fine, right? It'll be really good to, for Edinburgh to have their own home. I think they really want to think about the naming of it. Uh, you know, it's it's you know it's yeah. to the point, I guess. But um, it will be good to have, see them have their own pitch. And do you know what? If they want to play a bit of rugby, I actually I had a Facebook memory pop up. In, in my my uh, account just the other day, uh, and it was a throwback to Glasgow and Edinburgh were playing on BBC Alba, and it was just at the start of the Townsend era, and Edinburgh were playing some absolutely brilliant stuff at that point. Tim Visser was running in tries for fun. Nick DeLuca was butchering things for fun. Um, it was it was great, and I actually see in my Facebook like I'm really I really love watching Edinburgh play now. But if Tim Visser could just move to Glasgow, we would sort out some issues here because, you know, it was so Edinburgh. They have they have done that in the past. It is in their DNA. It's just they've went yeah. away from that under a series of head coaches who've just not wanted to play rugby. Uh, and I think it was telling actually. And I, I, I'm sure you've watched the highlights or well, might have been at the game, of course. Um, against Newcastle for Glasgow, but Glasgow looked like they wanted to play again, which was really yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and and it sounds like Edinburgh are going to do the same, which will be really nice. Like, like for all that I do enjoy winding everybody up, I do like watching Edinburgh, especially when they're when they're playing well, and it's nice having two pro teams that are that are playing well because you get good eighteen seventy twos, you get better players coming through the Scotland system. Like, it, the the year that we both got to the Champions Cup quarters was a brilliant year. Yeah. It was really no, good fun. And watching uh-huh. Edinburgh, Edinburgh, was it Montpellier that Edinburgh played who had uh, two South African props? And uh, I was going to go the two Scottish props, but it was WP and uh, Shumi, so technically two other South African props. 
had them on absolute roller skates. So Montpellier took their two South Africans off, brought on two Georgians, and WP and Shumi just did the same thing to them. And I was like, this is brilliant. I love this. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it always feels nice when you've got, like, as a Scottish team, no matter who you've got in that front row, as a Scottish team, when you've got a foreign pack on toast, it just yeah. it feels good, especially like if there is big sappers in the the front row as well, because we, we you know that that's kind of the gold standard we aim for in terms of the pack. You know, we, there's a reason that South African forwards are generally very prevalent across the world. They are very good. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is a valid point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I think, I think. 90% of the issues would have been like sorted by using the world's sexiest man, Big Dave Cherry. That um, applies in any circumstance, though. It does, yeah. I, I had a young guy at Bishopton tell me that f- from... <laughs> tell what it, yeah, we'll go with it. Right. F- it, it, because I'd just freshly shorn my hair and I was wearing a Scotland jersey. I think it was, it was actually the home version of this one. And he said, from behind, you look just like Dave Cherry. And I was like, oh. that is... That's as good as it comes. You've just made like, yourself a new best friend. Exactly, yeah. No, I, I mean, like, COVID be damned. I wanted to kiss this guy. That was, like, <laughs> such such a good compliment, you know? So, um, but yeah, Edinburgh are making their, their pre-season uh, debut. Newcastle, Newcastle giving them a decent game. I thought, I thought Glasgow showed enough against Newcastle that probably yeah. Ed, Edinburgh might, might, might do them, actually, to be fair. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. That was a good game last weekend, or it seemed to be. From I've only seen the highlights and kind of was kind of watching the, the live updates on Twitter, um, and then went back and watched a wee bit of it. And it was uh, it was pretty decent from what I could see. I think Edinburgh should give them a similar run. And Glasgow have got uh, the Warriors, the other mm-hmm. Warriors this weekend, who were involved in a fifty-seven point to like twenty-three. Friendly, was it Connacht they were playing? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Connacht. I think so. so they were involved in like a 70-point game at the yeah. weekend. They that might looked, well happen again. They looked like they fancied some fancied a wee bit of playtime. And um, based on the way Glasgow were playing, I think Glasgow will be up for that as well. Um, some so, interesting George Horn's back in the starting lineup for Glasgow. Yep. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, the team was announced. Stafford McDowell's played fullback. So this has always been something that's been muted. Um, McDowell's always been considered at fullback, and I think he played under twenties at, at times at fullback, but it's just never happened. It's not. Yeah. Like, but I think they'll they'll be looking for cover, given yeah. that I believe uh, Josh McKay is in the country, given that the. Um, the, the, the tournament he was involved in has ended due to COVID. So yes. I believe he is in the country, but I believe he's not. He'll be starting his pre-season well behind everyone else. So he is, you know, he'll, he'll come on and offer an option at full-back. But I think Glasgow are probably conscious that they are a couple injuries short of, you know, having to put a fly half at full-back or put George Horn there or do something do something utterly ridiculous. So yeah. it's worth giving a guy a run out in a preseason friendly. Give Stafford a wee run out. He's got all the attributes. He's got a massive boot on him. Yeah, he has for a for a centre. He is built like an ab. He's very 
Oh, how do I say this nicely? I mean, given what I've said before, I don't think this can ever come out nice, but right, he's very similar to Blair Kinghorn. Yeah. But he can pass. I think he's one of those that you don't actually realise how big he is until you see him in comparison to other people. He's a big, I mean, he's what, 6'5", six, six, best part of 18 stone. He is an absolute massive big boy. Yeah. Um, and you see that, actually, the way he carries into contact, you know, he's... He's a uh, yeah, he's a big lad. I think he's he's another player like similar to maybe similar actually in some ways to Hugh Jones last year. He is a guy who's looking for a run of games in the team. Yeah, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if he said to Danny Wilson, "Do you know what? Give me a wee run out there. Let me try it because ultimately, if you think about twelve thirteen for Glasgow now, you've got a lot of options in there." Yeah, and yeah. The the centers for Saturday look—it's uh, fairly interesting. It does yep, yep, yep. Um, and thinking about McDowell is—he's a guy who's been on the cusp for so long now, um, that he really needs a big season. So having a wee bit of flexibility—it's the way rugby is going. You need to be able to play everywhere, yeah. really. So fair play to him. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how these pre-season friendlies go. Um, the Glasgow game is going to be streamed for members of the season ticket holder holdership and the Warrior Nation. So uh, that's at least one game I'll get to see this year. <laughs> yes, I am still salty. Deal with it. Um, however, shall we move on to the last the last piece of news? I'm, I'm just reading about stuff here. Right. So we've done the shirt, we have done the pre-season friendlies, let's talk about World Rugby. And um <laughs> It's it's not World Rugby though, is well, it? Well yeah, it's not World Rugby, that's the thing. It it feels like it should be. Yeah. But it's not. Um so those of you who have not um, been paying attention to your socials this week will have missed that there has been the launch of the World Twelves. Which, yes, is not just another excuse for the Pro 14 slash 12 slash 10 slash whatever to rebrand itself. It is, in fact, they are promoting 12-a-side rugby. Mm-hmm. Starting but, next year, apparently. Rugby league. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, starting next year, the idea is I'm going to pull it up because I have given it so little thought so far. Yeah, I'm the same. I saw it come up. Briefly looked at it and just went, nah. Yeah, but we're going to put... Yeah, I don't need to bother with this because it's not going to be around for long. This is not going to be around. This is similar, in my head, this is very similar to, was it Rugby X? Rugby X. Uh, which, the indoor <laughs> nonsense, which, um, yeah, Ben Ben Ryan uh, was, was an yes. advocate for... Who, that was it was Holly's idea, wasn't it? I think yeah, um, we have a we have a lot of time for Ben Ryan in this pod. But yeah, that was one of those ones that you're like, oh, is it really necessary? No, no, it's not. So, uh, right, I have it here. Oh, that page is telling me to sign up. I don't want to do that. Right, let's do this. Okay. So, Rugby 12, uh, World 12s. Uh, this is an annual 12-side rugby tournament aiming to bring new fans and funds into the sport. World 12s is set to launch uh, in 2022 uh, with a women's event in 2023, and there'll be equal money for both competitions. Players would be selected from eight franchises via auction. 
Organisers say they aim to bring £250 million into the sport over five years as well as attract new fans through the shortened format, whilst insisting the tournament will complement rather than detract from existing events. Right. Question uh, number one. Over who's who's getting this £250 million quid? Because it's not a world rugby competition. Correct. None of the unions, as far as I know, have signed up for it. Correct. So I'm assuming that the money's not going to them. Surely enough players for eight teams aren't getting 250 million quid between them. Correct. So once this gets brought into the sport, where does it go? Well, I mean, valid question. Valid question. Now, I think it's important to think about some of the, the some of the high profile names that have been involved in this format include quite a few former All Blacks. Now, New Zealand rugby have you know they 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 are still the, uh, the the global market leaders in our sport. However, their star is waning slightly, given that they regularly employ you know um, domestic abusers. Um, so we do have to ask the question: whether is 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 there support from New Zealand regarding this, or uh, is it in fact just a bunch of people who? Sitting in a pub, you know, you know when you sit in a clubhouse after a game and you go, do you know what? I've got this great idea. Like this will be, this will be brilliant. And you come up with this fantastic idea, which only lasts two pints, and then it should be binned. Do you think this is just a clubhouse where everyone was loaded? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's <laughs> just went. Do you know what? Between us, we could do two hundred fifty million over five years. Let's go, boys. And like, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. No. They did say they've already had a number of, what did they call it, serious and professional or something like that, bids for people to be franchise holders. Well, that that sounds wonderful. And, you know, like, so to do the, obviously this is based on the idea of the the Indian Premier League cricket, which uh, the best cricketers in the world all take time out of their busy schedules, which aren't that busy, just to say, um, to go and play cricket in India for astronomical sums of money where big business owners in India pay silly money for players to go and play for teams with silly names. Uh, it kind of sounds like Japanese rugby, really, doesn't it? It, it? The IPL works and it's really good fun, but was not super popular with the cricket boards when it was launched for the very reason that all their top players went, how much money? Yeah, all right then. Oh, yeah. Thank you, son. I'm going to go and do a wee secondment over there. Now, I can see this being popular with guys, also rugby unions who are already used to the secondment concept. So the All Blacks, for example, Australia, for example. Probably those those countries that are residing around Japan and regularly send players over (laughs) there. I I would almost suggest it's kind of like, well, it's kind of the same thing, but they get their money and then they come back quicker. It's almost like the players' interests not really being served. Don't know. But, um, yes, I think you're right. I think unions are going to struggle with this. The the idea is this tournament will be played in August of 2022. Now, any regular listener, or indeed not, who, who doesn't follow rugby at all? Would you care to guess the only month of the year where rugby is not played? Anyone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, August, that's correct, yes. So, 
far from moving from a like player welfare, let's reduce the load of players across the year, given that we've just had a season where we've had English Premiership players playing record numbers of minutes and then going in British and, uh, British and Irish Lions tours, uh, and then they'll be back before like before they know it, they'll be back in uh, in, in their club teams. The idea that this is at all in line with World Rugby's idea about player welfare, about the ridiculous amount of evidence that's coming out regarding repetitive injury, repetitive head injuries for for the most part, the idea that this supports that concept is completely and utterly nonsense. It's money men trying to make money at the only month of the year we don't play rugby. Mm -hmm. And speaking of money men trying to make money... That's Craig. <laughs> Sorry, I've not got a Scotland top to put on tonight because I'm just back in for coaching. So my apologies. Honestly, honestly, you, you can go and buy the new one there and demo that next week, then, mate. That's your punishment. Oh, well, no, sorry, I've got, new I've got my new Edinburgh top coming. So does it does it look like an iron brew can? Well, Iron Brew sorted that out, did they not? And put, put the Iron Brew tins in their hands instead of their rugby balls. But uh, good, good, good. it's going to look, it looks a far bit better than that purple nonsense. That, uh, no, that, that that's a screening kit and it's for charity. Honestly, you big curmudgeon. It's absolutely beautiful, more importantly. Well, not more importantly, well, charity is the most important. Oh, more importantly, Johnny, yeah. Also, yeah it's, it's beautiful. For bloody children's charity, you absolute savage! It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Scrooge. Right, right, go to this. Come back and change your Craig Manson to Scrooge and be done with it, mate. Right, we're, right, we're having a rant about rugby. Rugby twelve. I was going to call it rugby X. There, that's how much I care about it. Uh, we're having a rant about rugby twelve, Craig. As a prop forward, I can imagine you love the idea of rugby twelve. <laughs> Rugby 12 sounds absolutely fantastic. I used to go missing from the rugby club every so often when it came to sevens. So, uh, no, I, we don't, we just don't need it. We've got enough trouble keeping the fans that we've got for 15s. So, uh, and we've got a fancy um, uh, backs based, throw a ball about, pace based game, and that's called sevens. Just leave it at that. I was going to say that's called Glasgow rugby, but you know, what I've spent. We're, 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 oh, we're, I see. We're back, I see. We're, we're at that, are we? Are we there? We're back, we're, no. Well, apparently, like apparently, you guys are going to join us in that this week. So I'm really excited to to hear about Edinburgh, Edinburgh Rugby's exploits passing the ball. It's going to be exciting. I just, I just can't wait to watch uh, to, to to go to Edinburgh and start slating and sledging uh, Mike Brown. That's going to be the thing for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm quite yeah, sad well, I missed that actually. Yeah, we, 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 the aforementioned Mike Brown will come up. If I mean, genuinely, if you want to, if you're enjoying what you're seeing so far, and you think, Do you know what, I really need to hear about Mike Brown, <laughs> go and subscribe to Patreon right now. Get yourself on there. Like we'll do our best to get you added. We'll get you onto the Patreon page, and you can come and join us. Uh, I think Mike Brown might get a mention in there. I'd like to hear all this, but with more industrial language. Absolutely, yeah. And Mike <laughs> Brown, I can only imagine, is going to bring out the best in our farmyard um, language. Um, anyway, Craig, sorry. It's good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. Uh, I've just returned from the uh, 
absolutely beautiful island of Orkney. Um, I was up there this week, and it's been and, and not only did they uh, they welcome me incredibly well, but they also brought the weather out for me. So it was absolutely fantastic up there. So uh, and uh, just off the training field, it was a bit foggy down at the Howard Five tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, um, our under 18s are ready for the weekend. So yeah, it's good. Good. So just quick quick recap. What's your thoughts on the Scotland kit? You quite like it, don't you? I actually think it's okay. I, I'm, I'm worried about the training kit. The training kit looks a little bit shell suity for my liking. Uh, I think we were talking about it earlier. It's about 80 shell suit um, because I think there's the, the purple and the blue are too in your face. Um, but it's actually quite muted on the arm. Um, on the on the actual shirt, um, and I, you know, fair enough. There's a lot of people saying that the um, the, the sponsors' logos are a bit big, etc., and they're a bit high on the chest. But for me, well, looking at you two fine gentlemen and sporting your BT um, your BT logos, um, I think it's I think it's all right. So uh, that's enough of the cleavage. Thank you very much, gents. Um, so I uh, I actually quite I think it's okay. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's not the it's not the best, but it's it's not doesn't I don't think it deserves the the outrage um, that it seems to be getting. The summary we came to is it is not a classic. No, no, no. That's yeah, the summary it's, we came to. Uh, but then, if you look at, for example, Glasgow and also Edinburgh's kit, they've kind of gone for a far. Okay, Edinburgh's is a bit the orange one is a bit out there, and the purple training kit for Glasgow is a bit out there. But I think they've gone for a very very plain style. It seems to be they all seem to look more like actually. I think they all look at fairly like training kit used to look. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. it's kind of gone down that route, you know. Uh, so the other question is, are you looking forward to going, are you going to the gazebo this weekend? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to going and seeing my name in the tunnel um, and uh, going and uh, spending some time down there. Really, um, well, yeah, will they excited. Use, will they use a really big font for like the six people that have put their name in the tunnel? <laughs> You're just jealous you don't have one of those. You get one down each side. <laughs> it's it's Craig and then Manson. 46 so point. <laughs> no, it's actually, I've seen pictures of it. Um, I think Sandy Smith put some pictures up as well on it. And, um, and it looks very, very good. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, there's a few people got a little bit of um, a bee in a bonnet about the um, the arrival schedule that we've been given. Um, yeah, because there's we'll, a, there's we'll come a on to that and hands it up. That's been mentioned by some of the patrons yeah. as well, yeah. But, uh, no, um, can't we? Can't we? Yeah, exactly. Well, back to live rugby, exactly. So, of course, it's very exciting. Um, and, yeah, so and we've, we've just talked about Rugby 12s, which we think is a stupid idea. If you're going to invest in a fast version of the game, do 7s. Uh, we, we don't need to be encouraging second rows to be like playing any other format of the game. This is this is silly. Like we don't need them. It's fine, guys. Come on. If you want fine. to see giraffes running at pace, go to go to Africa. Go to Safari. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So so what we're saying is if you think that rugby twelves is a good idea, go and post COVID book yourself a wee trip to the Serengeti <laughs> and go and see some giraffes in full flight. That is what you're looking for. Um is there any more for any more on the news? Because actually, this is all we've got for the the regular pod. Um, we've got we've yeah, got one think... one idea. Like we've got uh, Susan here suggesting that uh, I should do a fashion show of my rugby tops from my rugby closet. There's some good ones I'm into in that. there. Are you are you done with that? Good. Yeah, good. yeah, we should definitely do that. 
We should. I think we should all um, contribute all our rugby tops and just like we could properly fashion show this. Honestly, the player fit one is not going to be a pretty sight for anyone. <laughs> like no one needs to see that. You really don't want to see me in a player fit top. That's for sure. I mean, like to say it's like a scene out of Baywatch is like really overselling it. It's, <laughs> it's not pretty. Me and Johnny were talking about this before. Actually, there's very few people in the world that get away with player fit tops. Yeah, like Alex, even some players don't get away with them. I don't no, ab- absolutely. Them. Like, you, you know what? The only Scotland players that get away with it are Bax and Alan Dell, right? Yeah. And then, uh, beautiful and then, Alan Dell. Beautiful Alan Dell. <laughs> Alan, <laughs> Alan can wear player tops all day, every day, and twice on a Sunday, right? Um, <laughs> you know, there, there is the Alex Dunbar is another one, like Alex Dunbar, like generally just wear player tops all day. That's fine, mate. Most amateur players cannot wear player fit tops. It's it's a public service though. Nothing makes you feel better about yourself like seeing Rob Harley in a player fit top. <laughs> Big Bob Sportley's dad bod. <laughs> I saw I saw an advert on Facebook looking for the best dad bods, and I thought I really just I really want to tag Rob Harley in this and just <laughs> send him this because like he could make some money out of that dad. He's you know he's embraced what he is. However. It did show actually during pre- the preseason game when he was chasing down the boy for the Newcastle try. I think that's the first tackle Bob Harley's missed in a gazillion years, and he absolutely will. Like it was a proper shut up, Bob. Swat. Yeah. I, fe- I felt bad for him. Like it's that moment when your kid nutmegs you. Like <laughs> it was terrible. So no, my I don't think it's used- on him though. If you get yourself Sorry? in a position where Rob Harley's doing the chasing down, then something's gone badly wrong. Uh, well, true, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, my well, only news, and I've totally forgotten the I've totally forgotten the guy's name, but um uh do we think that Pierre Schumann is going to be getting his um his uh Scotland cap in the oh, autumn? You, an Aussie, because we've just because uh, we've just signed an Aussie, uh, an Aussie oh, yeah. cop ha, ha, until ha, December. Ha, yeah, yeah, Harry Harry something or other, you know? Yeah, totally forgot um, his name. I was quickly searching for it because Wilson? I was just... I mean, it sounds like a generic enough name. Harry Wilson sounds fine. I mean, if you can find it now, yeah, I think I think absolutely. That that screams, you know you're losing at least one loose head at autumn time. And, like, it would be utter madness not to just capture him in anyway, given that we've found ourselves in situations gone by where Daryl Martin... Harry Lloyd... Harry White. There, there you go. That's just remember name. Dumb and Dumber, and you'll remember it. That sounds like a backs name, though, doesn't it? Harry Lloyd sounds like he plays twelve for Lancaster seconds. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, given that we've had Daryl Marfo playing Lucid recently, as recently enough as like you know, open tests against the All Blacks, um. I think getting Schumann capped is a priority because then, I, whilst I don't think necessarily Schumann will be first choice, you've got Sutherland, you've got Cable, you've got Schumann. That is three really top class loose heads. Yeah. It's about creating depth. And then, you know, underneath that, there's guys like Jamie Batty going back to Glasgow, might find a bit of form. There's there's not much else under that. I mean, you, you know, are you almost at Gordon Reed back in the Super Six? But <laughs> I think getting him capped is a priority. So, yeah, I think absolutely he gets capped. And that, that signing is like as much of a, here we go, this is definitely what we're doing. 
Yeah. Absolutely, just it was just interesting to see it, and uh, I, 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 it just you know we kind of have thought that, that Schumann would uh, would get a cap anyway, but um, to have the pointers, the big arrows pointing down, going Schumann's going to get this guy's coming in till December <laughs> autumn test. Yeah, it was uh, it was yeah. quite uh, something. So we'll wait and see. Looking forward to seeing the greatest showman in a Scotland top in the new Scotland yep. tops. Absolutely, I mean he will be on player fit, and it will be ticked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but be, to be brutally honest, when you've got hair like that, I would love. It. I would. Yeah. I would you, you get away with. You get away with a lot, don't you? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we'll I'm be there to in... cheer him on against the Springboks as well. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I'm now going to turn off access to our. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, I'm going to now turn off access to everyone but our super secret Patreon page. Um, so, yeah. 